just saying though, right? When will the men get an all-male pay-per-view? When will we have fairness at last? What is the what what is what is this about all the unfairness they, to the men? Men never get anything. Yeah, yeah. WWE announced that they're doing an all women's pay-per-view called Evolution because they love their buzzwords. Um, cynical, uh, mostly because they haven't taken women seriously properly, so it's all just branding and advertising to them. But still, nice to see the women's division is the most interesting part of it. Uh, but. Obviously, the announcement led to some sad boys going, Where's the old man's pay-per-view? Never mind the fact they did a show in Saudi Arabia a few months ago where women were barred from competing. So there's one. And if you go on WWE Network, there are 110 of them. But because there's one women's pay-per-view, because they're allowed yeah, one Jim, thing. Jim, Jim, do you not understand? If women get to do something, that's... The- one less that could have been men, and and, yeah. and that's just not fair. Cause, cause and let's face it, they're men? gonna they're gonna put James fucking Ellsworth in there anyway. So I don't know what, what they're complaining what? about. They can all look up to James Ellsworth, can't they? What I don't know why so men, many boys Jim? are so fucking precious. What about the men, Jim? That's it. One thing. I've never understood the attitude that making something for someone who doesn't usually get the thing means that there's one less of that thing it's for the, the people zero who usually game. get it. I don't get yeah. it. It's, it's ridiculous. There's, a, there's plenty of space for, for both. Anyway, we're, speaking, we're not ones to talk speaking because of women, we have a podcast, which means someone else can't. W- women's oh, wrestling, no. by the way. Have you all been watching the new season of Glow? Oh, I just started. It's pretty it's good. so good. Glow is a very good show. I know everyone tells me to watch it. I haven't got around to it. I'm terrible at watching shows. I should just stop watching uh... fucking Monday Night Raw because it's the worst (laughs) thing on television (laughs) and watch Glow instead. I've got Uh, my priorities all to cock. Glow is fantastic. I I, I found like a really good show this week that is like my new gem that I'm recommending to people. Uh, There is a Netflix original show called Final Space. Which is like one of the best things I've seen in a while. It is an animated comedy that is not afraid to do some very risky things and take some chances with its plot. I certainly couldn't predict where it was going, and it is very good. It's it's a bit of a dark comedy, but it is very enjoyable about this person locked in a space prison. The same could be said of Highlander 2. Which is also bold with its narrative direction and you don't know where it's going. And it's sort of a comedy. Um, I've got let's, this horrible fear that I'm going to watch Highlander 2 again. If, I, if, I, if someone doesn't stop me and control me, I've been thinking more and more about watching Highlander 2. Which I watched when I was a child and all I remember was a man laughing on a train. That's all it, I really remember. Is it one and or I, two that has all the, the music from Queen? Or am I thinking uh, of a different movie? I think there's a Queen song in Highlander. I'm trying to remember if that's what the Kurgan plays in the car when he's going, <laughs> driving around town. <laughs> With this sudden character change from stoic, menacing Kurgan to suddenly is Freddy Krueger. It's just Clancy Brown doing a Freddy Krueger. Uh, it's great. It's great, but it's weird. It's uh, it's strange. It just has a completely different change of character. Uh, once he, I think it, his personality was in his hair, because once the hair gets taken off, when he's in disguise, as he calls it, that's when he starts to go a bit bananas. 
So I think the Kurgan's power was in his hair, and that is what McLeod inherited when he did All the right. quickening. It's, Spoiler for the Highlander. It's the first one I'm thinking of. The The soundtrack includes several songs by Queen. Uh, it's been years since I've seen Highlander. I remember them playing a song, When the Kurgan Goes Funny in the Car. Um, but yeah, yeah, now that you yeah. say it, it rings a bit of a bell. I remember a fight in a car park at the beginning of that film. I don't know, that's neither here nor there. Welcome to Podquisition, everyone, by the way. I'm Jim Sterling. I'm joined by uh, Laura. Hello, Laura. Laura Dale. Hello. Hello. I, I'm, I'm here. The, the England is still far too humid and hot and I'm dying. I hear. I hear it's getting a little bit Mississippi over there. Yeah, it just feels like, like a never-ending heat swamp. It's not fun. Lovely. Lovely. Has the heat reached over in Ireland, Gavin? Uh, yes, it's absolutely sweltering here and what a lot of people don't understand is the humidity makes it torturous as opposed to the nice dry heat you get in some other countries <laughs> oh sure yeah. i mean coming from a state where i say coming from living in a state where humidity is pretty much the weather uh yeah it's it's the worst we're, we're it's currently... not nice to step outside and feel like you're being waterboarded by your own air yeah we're, we're, we're being we're being predicted for this upcoming weekend a humid 32 degrees Celsius, which is not going to be enjoyable in a country with no air conditioning. Yeah, that is the big kicker. At least that's some mercy here. Like The, the air conditioning struggles to fight it off, but at least we've got some. Um, I remember in the UK, some of the summers out there, I don't know how I survived it. I don't know how anyone does. It's not on. It's not on. What? We're at the point of the year where, like, the only time my window is shut and my fans are turned off is if I have to record a podcast. And even then, the concession is that I'm going to take off most of my clothes because it's far too hot. Yeah, understood. Understandable. Understandable. Though I get weird chills now. I don't know what it is. So even when it's hot, I sometimes... Like, I'm wearing long sleeve right now. It's fucking ludicrous summer Mississippi weather. But I've got a long sleeve tracky top on. I don't know why. I get strange... In the arms. I don't know what it is. Um, it feels weird because parts of me are, you know, hot and feeling horrible. And then parts of me feel like practically cold. I know what it is. Is that the menopause? Is that what it is? It's the menopause. Uh, I've, 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 I've had the opposite. I've had those hot flushes. I, I, I went through like menopause at like 24. That was not fun. That's I a... can't imagine that <laughs> being a laugh. No, that that's a thing that happens when you've got to go off hormones before surgery stuff. Like... Oh, I, yeah. I had to, I had to I had to have all them hot flushes in my twenties. It was not oh, fun. No, no well, it's get, not get good. it out the way, I suppose. I, I suppose I can't remember. I suppose out knock the it on the head. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gav's here right. too. Hello. Gav is Hi. here. Yep. Um, I, I, I realised that asking if the weather was hot in Ireland might not have been the most sufficient introduction to Gav. It, it, it probably isn't my you know biggest topic of news this week either. <laughs> you got this week gab i got engaged this weekend whoop whoop engagement congratulations yeah. engagement for after, gavin after 10 years with with my soulmate we finally decided let's uh let's do this very very do, sweet do pass my sentiments on because yeah. i i miss her she's awesome she is one in a million yeah yeah, very, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a very lovely bit of a bit of news to get while I was I was having a nice sleep in a hammock, and then I got a message from Gavin. I was like, oh, oh, this is lovely. She's very she's very fond of you too, Jim. <laughs> I mean, who isn't fond of you too? Yeah. 
But yeah, it was lovely. We got a sunny day. I took her down to this lovely place in in Ireland, which is by a pond, by a lake, and it was all very romantic, and she was very happy. So, it's it's it was long overdue. Ten years <laughs> in, so I mean, yeah, yeah, y'all been yeah. together for certainly for as long as I've known you, and a decade, longer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wild. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Good thing. Yeah. I was gonna say good thing to kick off, but we kicked boy. off with um, sad boys. Yeah. So it's a good. So here's a, good a, here's to... a happy boy to contrast that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy boy. One happy boy is better than like lots of sad boys angry because they don't get to see some men wrestle for three Even hours. Even though they do. Yeah, I mean, you can throw a dart at a pay per view <laughs> calendar and find a. They want. Yeah. Like I say, 110. There are 110 all male shows if you hate the sight of women. Just go for it, fucking weirdos. I anyway. don't, don't want to see women. I just want to see the <laughs> men touching each other with them rolling around. That's what I want to see. I mean, not a bad, not a bad way to spend an afternoon, really. It's not a bad uh, one. No, no. But uh, anyway, women's division most interesting. The one of the few only interesting things in uh, WWE right now. So Honestly, Ring of Honor like, for me. Been you... enjoying Ring of Honor more. During the little while that I was watching um, NXT stuff, like that is the, the shit. The, that is the shit. Yeah, the, the the women's the women's wrestlers were the only ones that I like really got into. Lacey Evans is the shit right now. Yeah. Her, her finishing move is a fucking punch that she calls the woman's right. <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> I'm I'm still just like very 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 into Asuka, who just like I look at her and I'm like, yeah, she's you been can, ruined. You, I, I have heard, but like when I was watching, all I could think was just like, yeah, yeah, you can just stand on my face. You're, you're pretty all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was beast, and then like she got called up, and like many, like for many people, getting called up in that company is a demotion because it's a bizarro world where nothing makes sense. Speaking of which, uh, this is a podcast predominantly about the video game industry, which is no less, uh, no less weird and topsy-turvy yeah. and do lally we're, um, we're at the stage now where we usually get to it about 10 10 to 14 minutes in it's what it, it's, it's what it deserves standard by now <laughs> it, it deserves i want to say 25 minutes of of this rough hour podcast yeah a um, little under half of the show being video games is about all that they've earned at the moment <laughs> yeah yeah speaking of uh where do we want to start with video games today I don't know, what are people playing? Is there played? any news? I haven't really been following the news. There's really not there's, a great deal in terms of, you know, just casual nothing, developments involving mm. games. There's nothing that I've found particularly interesting. Like, there's been some weird, like, minute stuff about... There's minute stuff about Pokemon Go that I find interesting, but I'm like, I know that that is neither of your jam. No. What have you played? What have you nerds played? <laughs> Um, um, I, I, I just played oh, more God me. of War, and to be honest, we've probably talked enough about that one this year. So <laughs> it's still back to it's it, still really good. Ongoing? There you go. <laughs> uh, sorry, so. uh, what what brought you back to playing it again, or or is this just been a um, thing you've been chipping away at? Musical reasons, actually. I had an idea ah. for a a second song, and was kind of going back to get some inspiration for words. Uh-huh. And it ended up kind of being half about Kratos, half about autobiographical, because it's like that feeling where you're trying to not be an angry bastard all the time and Aww. how you can do it 
but it kind of always still festers in you and you got to be careful of it that it doesn't is, come out. Is, <laughs> is, this, is this the thing that you ran away during the episode the other week to, to sing into your Actually, phone? Actually, yes. Yes, it is. That oh, is, yeah, yeah. That is what oh. I came up with the in, uh, during the podcast the other day. <laughs> look at that. We're getting some behind-the-scenes gossip That's here it, this yeah. week. Yeah. An up-close look at how the magic is made. I yeah. like that. An exclusive. So I think I well, think a lot of yeah. us who spend a lot of time on social media will relate to the sentiment of being an angry bastard and learning to kind of stop being one and try and, you know, yeah. get rid of that. <laughs> it's It's been a thing this last year or so for me is learning to be like, just, just even if I'm angry at something, just stay away from social media. It's, it's not going to make me less angry to angrily vent about it. No. In fact, it could even make you more because someone's going to vent back at you in a contradictory Ex- manner. And... Exactly. Like, yeah. at a certain point on social media, no matter how non-controversial you think your opinion is going to be, there will be people who disagree, and it's not... It's just sometimes just not worth it. Yeah. 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 Like, it's controversial to suggest that maybe game developers should unite so that they don't get dicked around. That's Uh, controversial. That is in America. Controversial. Uh, It's like I want to do a Jimquisition on that topic. I've been wanting to do it for a while, but I'm trying to find a way to do it where the backlash, born of amazing propaganda work on on the part of companies out in this country, like the backlash will be so much, and I'm so stressed right now. that I don't know I could, if I can handle it right at this moment, but oh god, I don't get why it's controversial. Honestly, I, I, like Codemasters <laughs> just laid off a whole bunch of staff after completing a game. We're like, it's normal. It's like, yeah, maybe for an abnormal game industry, that shouldn't be normal. That you hire people, not just contract workers, but you hire pe- like people for jobs and then just let them go without giving a shit and with no yeah. recourse. Yeah, that's it's not good, is it? No. I'm trying to think what I what I have to add to video games this week. I play I keep playing Fortnite. I'm actually really fucking into Fortnite. Oh yeah. That that game is like really getting its hooks in me still. Uh I having bought the season the not not the season pass, what's it called? The battle pass this uh for season 5. Yeah. It's done a really good job of getting me to just be like Oh, if I just play a little bit more, I'll unlock another skin. Go on, go on, I'll keep playing. And <laughs> it has done a really good job of making me... I've gotten a lot of time out of this game. Yeah, I'm... same here. Like, I log in on a fairly regular basis. Um, not every day, but at least once every so often. Like, every couple of days. And uh, there will be periods where I'm just at least a game a day. Um it's just very again. The Switch makes it um, infinitely easy to just pick up and play. I like I've got the Switch next to my fucking chair in the main room at all times and just pick it up and yeah. have a quick round. I, I had a look uh, since uh, the Switch version came out. I've apparently played fifty hours or more Jeez. of Fortnite. I did not realise I'd played that much Fortnite. Shit. <laughs> Switch is the Switch continues to impress me from a, a library perspective. Um, obviously they want 20 to 30 indie titles a week on the thing, which oh might my... just saturate it all. Fuck. Oh my god, can I wow. tell you about the best fucking terrible game I saw on the eShop this week? Oh uh, god, there's quite I'm... a few candidates. I'm gonna have to, like, find this on the eShop quickly, so I'm gonna read you both <laughs> okay. a, a game description. Uh, 
Right. It... Hmm. I'm going to have to edit around <laughs> this because it's going to take me a second to find it. Right. Is this one of those ones that have, like, the Japanese lady on the, the cover? <laughs> yes, Because there's, it like, is. five yeah. of them. Okay, so there are three of these games with just photos of Japanese ladies on the cover. Uh, I'm going to read you the description of one of them. They're, they're, they're all pretty similar. This one costs you £3.59. Oh Electric Love. A love-likeness pseudo-talk game. Electric love, that is a topic in the smartphone. A little embarrassing. In a conversation that pounding romance skill up. Eri Kamiti started modelling activities from age of 16, known as Eri. Fetish cosplay year. Free model. Birthday November 26th. Blood type, O type. <laughs> Hobby survival game. Shooting. Fighter horn blowing. Romance pseudo talk game. In this work, fetish cosplayer is welcome. Otiyuki blog. Please tell her with hyper deadly tension. What? Rotation is a good sense. It carries on. <laughs> While being healed, make the brain gear turn at super speed with maid bondage, etc. Gallery image, movie. What is pure electric love? We're now getting to what this game is, apparently. <laughs> At last. <laughs> Reply to questions from her. Please please her. Sometimes a little annoying. Khaki hike is important for love affair. Mail arrives according to the contents of the conversation. You also have movies attached. The end of the conversation will change depending on the choice. Over 150 stories, still images, plus eight movies. Let's aim at perfection. Uh, so it's basically a sweaty chatbot, really, uh, so from the sounds of it. This is a game on the UK eShop that is only available in Japanese. There is no English text in this game. Brilliant. Uh, where That's you, useful. You can talk to or touch JPEGs and movies of a Japanese cosplayer yeah. that does fetish oh, cosplay in order to <laughs> unlock... Some kind of videos of her. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like I'm people not... have asked me to check them out, but I can't justify spending even a buck on one of those things. I'm, like I'm... it would just make me feel ill. I'm honestly really tempted to during the podcast today spend three pound fifty nine <laughs> on this and report back on what it is, because I'm I'm just really curious. There's three of them currently at the they're, they're right at the top of the eShop right now. They're, fur they're further up the eShop than Pool Panic, that game that you're in, Jim. Well, I'm not. I'm not as. I'm not as tantalising as what was it? Pounding romantic skill ups. <laughs> yeah, pounding romance. Just pounding it and pounding it and pounding it and pounding yeah, it. Yeah, it's that's it's what a, people want. It's a hobby survival game, shooting fighter horn blowing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Switch's eShop is fucked. Yeah, yeah, like. And it, and it might end up worse than Steam, not in terms of volume, but just because the eShop is not very well designed and certainly has none of those precious algorithms. Yeah. Like, I, things are going to get buried if they pursue this, because once it's off that front page, you really don't fucking see it again. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. After after this game leaves the eShop, how am I ever going to find out about fighting horn-blowing game? Right? We don't know how to blow out horns and fight and, and touch a, a JPEG without <laughs> without the help of this, whatever it's called again. I can never remember the name of I, it. I, I've forgotten it already. It's the one on yeah. the eShop with the Japanese lady. That's that's all I really know. That's pretty know. much how everyone describes it. Uh, they might as well just change the name to that because people must be buying them. 
people must be buying them. I but mean, that aside... Let's be honest, if it's got sexy Japanese ladies on it, people are going to buy it. I mean, yeah, they'll buy it sight unseen. People, people would um, just kind of impulse buy it and go, derp. I guess I'm just a little bit more discerning in my filth. And I just don't <laughs> want... I don't want to wank over a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> see, see, here's... For me, the problem is just that there's no English language text. I'd have already picked this up out of sheer curiosity <laughs> if I could read what these Japanese ladies were saying. It's the fact that I, I have a feeling maybe it doesn't matter. What you reckon I can get through a conversation-based game without understanding the plot? What if I upset this 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 horn-blowing fighting game girl with the blood type O? Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just being cynical in that I think you could just tap anything and eventually see someone parading around in a maid costume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, what else What, yeah. else, what else have I actually played this week? Uh, I played more Octopath Traveler. Well, yeah, speaking of the Switch, um, and I was just going to say to round out the point, um, <laughs> in terms of library, it's... I think it's quickly becoming the best console of the, genera- of the generation in terms of software and what's coming out for it. The consistency and the quality is fucking good. There's a lot uh, of good stuff. Speaking of which. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on here, including... Yeah. Octopath Traveler, what do you reckon? I'm really fucking liking this game. It's good, it, isn't it? It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I The voice acting took a second to grow on me, but I've been enjoying it. It, it took me a second to get used to the... Oh, bip bip cheerio, I'm very British that occasionally goes on, but... <laughs> I, and I will say some of the stock phrases, like, I don't need to know that the battle is truly joined every time uh, Brick's about to swing. Yeah, so I've, I've been, I spent some time this morning playing through the plot line about the, uh, the warrior, the warrior dude who failed to protect the king and then went to go live yeah. a quiet life in that village and then... He sees someone that has the sword of the person who killed the king, and he's like, ah, i got to go find him now. <laughs> uh, it's very satisfying to use his mechanic where you can just pick fights with fucking anyone. It's, I like the reactions you get. Um, <laughs> yeah. The reactions you get when you challenge some people who will still go through with the fight, and it just implies that Ulbrich, the honourable warrior, is just beating the fuck out of anyone. Yeah. Anyone. I, my favorite men, <laughs> women, old people. Right, right. I, I, I fought a pauper. Just this woman whose name was Pauper because she was homeless and had no money. And Aldrich just went up to him and was like, "I challenge you," <laughs> and then right. just hacked her with a sword. Right near the beginning, he goes and beats up two kids who were like, "We're just training to be knights," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna beat the hell out of you." And like they dissolve into dust when he beats them. It's like. <laughs> And you eventually see them, like, dazed on the ground. But, like, it's like, no, I'm going to beat you into dust. Yeah, this is the... Learn to be better fighters. This is a game for which that term ludonarrative dissonance actually holds some water. Doesn't mean the game's bad. I fucking love the game. But the story clashes. It makes me giggle when this game is ridiculous. But, like... Yeah, yeah. it's, It's a very satisfying game in its JRPG stuff. Like... I, I've been very much enjoying playing as that warrior, doing the whole thing where you, like, save up turns to do, like, multiple bonus attacks mm. in one attack. That's oh, really my satisfying. God. 
when you unlock the final skills for them that you have to save up like for like the the max boost for my yeah. god those those skills are so good Ulbrich has a really good i've only good oh no no I've, I've i've unlocked them all for my party so far um but the two i'm getting the most out of is Ulbrichs and tresses well, like... tresses is so good cuz you get the damage you deal back in money oh. and it's a high, and and of course it's a max attack so you know you're dealing like at the earliest, you get it like a thousand and change, and that that'll only grow as you get stronger, and you get that back in change. Uh, fucking good. Yeah. Which is it, it's good at that point because the stuff that you can buy, some of it's it's super powerful, but so exorbitant, and I'd rather not have to grind constantly for money. So Tressa makes that a lot more useful. Yeah, that's that's definitely. I need to be investing more time in that character. But she is well worth it. She's got a really fun, very charming story. Um, and someone pointed out that, and I wish I had started with her. I started with Primrose because I like the the sound of the abilities and the, the skill sets. Plus, she's got a Primrose has a really good story as well. That one clearly inspired by a lot of Game of Thronesy stuff. Um, but someone pointed out on Twitter, and I forgot their name. Sorry um, for forgetting. But they said that the way Tressa's story works. Um, it makes the most sense to start with her because that explains why so many disparate characters join up for seemingly no reason because her story is predominantly around exploring the world and meeting people. So she's sort of the linchpin. I kind of wish I'd started with her, but, you know, you, you get given the choice to start with whoever. But she feels like a lot like the, the heart of the story, I guess. She's, she's not got the most world-changing, personally affecting dark story. But she is that's the, funny, um, the heart and soul of it. That's how I felt about Loza in Divinity 2. I don't know if either of you have played that game. I've not played a great deal of it, but I have played I've uh, played some of it. Some of it. I, I, I chose Loza the Bard, and um, pretty much exactly what you said there. It felt like it, uh, it, it made sense that people would follow this person around. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 Yeah, because yeah, there are there are strange moments. Like the characters when they meet up, they just oh, you want to help me? J- tag along, and then they <laughs> don't really interact much outside of these these predetermined uh, travel banter bits in between yeah. story sections. But all their story, all eight stories are very separate, and it just gets a bit strange when the holier than holy, pure good cleric meets the thief, and it's like I'll help you break into this thing. <laughs> and it's just a little bit odd. <laughs> A little bit, as you said, ludonarrative dissonance. Yeah. But yeah. as I said in the gym Pressions, I've played D&D campaigns with worse reasons for the player characters to get together. Yeah. That, that, that's the thing. Like, it, it's, it's not so bad that I can't get past it to enjoy these stories. Yeah. I, I also, I got the special edition for that game. And oh, uh, yeah. I, try, I try not to get so many now because I just don't have room for all the garbage I get. And in general, I find it very arrogant for a new IP to do it. I'm like, get some goddamn credibility and pedigree and history before you go saying, we got a limited edition for collectors. But I did play the demo with this and loved it and was like, I feel like I'm going to regret mm. if I don't get I- this one. It, I, it was worth it. I think that giving a three-hour demo that transfers over to the main game is a good step if you want to have a, a collector's edition for your new IP. I think so. I think so. Like, I think you, you you can't justify a collector's edition unless you've got a better than good uh, reason to believe that you're going to really like the game. 
Um, I made, I, I made, I had one fuck up with that where I loved the first Dishonored, didn't care much for Dishonored too. We've had those arguments, yes. but I liked the first one so much. I did get the special edition, and I'll tell you what, right? Never get Bethesda special editions. They are universally crap, cheaply made tat. Um, I've, I've been sent. Uh, I was sent the Elder Scrolls one. Um, I've, I've got the Fallout 4 one somewhere. Um, the Elder Scrolls one was okay. Um, okay, just about. But, my God, the other one's just so cheaply cobbled together. But the Octopath Traveler one, um, very nice. It's got a gold coin in it. It's got a leaf. It's the currency from Octopath. I'm always a sucker for, like, in-game artifacts made real and put in a collector's edition. Like the... Like, I like the idea of the poker chips in Fallout New Vegas, but I won't recommend it because I just said don't get Bethesda Special Editions. <laughs> Although that, that I, know, I was going to say probably cheap, but I don't know how those things sell after they're out. Some of them end up really cheap, some of them don't. But the best thing about the Octopath Traveler uh, edition is you open it up like a book and then s- put into the, the inner cover is a pop-up book with eight pages, intricately done. Um of the starting areas for each of the eight characters with characters, like the characters themselves and some NPCs and some uh, environmental details Mm. all popping up with the card. It's fucking gorgeous and really helps in like, let you know exactly why Octopath looks the way it does. Cause once you see the pop-up book, you can't help but see Octopath Traveler itself as a pop-up book. Uh, and it just lends this real extra charm to the the visual style, which which I love. Um, recently, I, I I was getting through Tressa's story, and there is a scene with two ships on the ocean in the middle of a storm, and it's so fucking gorgeous. Simple because obviously the, you know it's pixelated and and everything. This isn't you know Final Fantasy. Fifteen levels of of graphical horsepower, but it's more gorgeous than than anything I saw in Final Fantasy Fifteen because, from a sheer artistic design point of view, it looks amazing. And also, I said it last time; I'll say it again: those water effects are off the charts. Oh, they're pretty stunning. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think what else. All I'm... about the artistry. It's about the artistry <laughs> and the design and the skill behind it, not just about raw power. That that is a good argument. I agree with. Uh, what else have I been playing? I've I've been playing a bunch of Switch stuff this week. Um, I started playing some Twenty XX, which is a oh of, yeah, it's one of those. It's a co-op roguelike Mega Man game. Yeah, I think I did a a green light good stuff back when that was a series. I've done video coverage of it. Um, yeah, by all accounts, it, it looked it certainly looked like uh, what Mighty Number no. Nine fans wanted and didn't get with Mighty Number no. Nine. Yeah, it, it's a really satisfying little game. Um, obviously, like you've, you've got all the sort of roguelike stuff of hey, you collect these resources as you do your runs and buy permanent upgrades and try and do better as you go. Uh, the level design, visually, the levels look interesting. Some of them are a little more frustrating than others, which I think is just... It's going to happen if you've got randomly gener- procedurally generated levels. They don't feel quite as polished as bespoke levels would. But they are good enough that I am very much enjoying the sheer quantity of content. Like, 
it's undeniable that I'm getting more content for my money this way round, and with the co-op stuff, I've been having a lot of fun with it. It is a fun Good. little game. Yeah, I've seen it. I've been tempted to pick that up. I've got a, f- a few other things I need to get done in terms of, of gameplay and stuff. Um, because the Mega Man stuff isn't my general speed setting. I like them well enough, but I've never gotten on with them so much that I want to play huge deals of them. So but I've, I've enjoyed them and I'm not good at them. This has difficulty <laughs> settings. So I'm like, oh, thank God, I can turn it on easy well, mode. That always helps. I can put it on easy and not, not fucking suck so much. God, I'm trying to remember now if I've actually played 20XX. I'm going to double check this. Because I, I feel like I may have, but I may just be remembering Mighty Number no. 9. But I'm sure... You didn't you, play that. You farmed that one off to me. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, I played it for a video. I did a video and that was all I wanted to do. And I tried to play more of it. And then I was oh, like, you know, know what? I know. I'm being a meanie. <laughs> Fuck this. Um... Oh, yes, yes, I did a Jim Impressions. 20XX, make the bad guys cry like Mighty Number no. 9's backers. That was the <laughs> name of the video, if you want to check it out, folks. Yeah. No, uh, I... Oh, wow, that got quite a, yeah. quite more views than a lot of ones, probably because it... I slagged off Mighty Number no. 9. I, 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 I played some of it when it was on like when it was on other platforms before, but it, it's when it came to Switch that I was like, oh, I can pick this up and just do 10-minute bursts of it. Now I will play it. Uh, and the, yeah, the other one I've been playing a fair bit of this week is a game called Semblance. Uh, let, let me just check. I'm pretty sure that I can that talk about familiar. it now. Uh, let, let me double check that I can talk about this game. <laughs> Which is always the thing when... Because this game was that sent is to always me, an issue. It got sent to me ages ago, and I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to talk about it. Do, 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 do. Where's the embargo information? <laughs> His... Normally I try and vamp something so you don't have to actually like edit around anything. So, you know, I like to save people time. But then I realise I've got nothing to say. I've got nothing to uh, offer the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, today is the embargo ah. day, so I'm allowed to talk about it. Go. Hurrah. So, semblance... Good, and I'm proud that vamping about not knowing how to vamp, vamped enough. You so did indeed. do please continue. <laughs> so, Semblance is a platformer that... The big hook of it is that you can slightly de- you can deform some of the environment areas, so mm-hmm. you can sort of like sideways dash into a wall to make a dent in the wall that you can then like hop inside to get up the wall. Like let's say there were two walls next to each other and you were trying to get up, you can't wall jump, but you could make dents in the walls to make little platforms you could hop between to get up to the top. That sort of interesting. thing. Interesting. Uh, it's an interesting concept. I. Here's the thing. In any game where you can deform the terrain, there is potential for things to go a little wrong. And this game has not been polished enough to avoid that being the case. I have more than once managed to get irreparably stuck into walls, and that's not great. Um, and how, how often are the checkpoints? So that if that happens, can you... Quickly uh, load up and it they're not terribly far apart, but it's annoying enough to have to close the game, reopen the game, get back to there that Yeah. It's it's an occasional frustration that just like it, it this game feels a little rough around the edges, even though the idea is very strong. Um I w- I've been very impressed with how many unique ways they have found to make this mechanic interesting. Um so a good example is 
there might be a laser pointing upwards on a, a horizontal platform. And if you can get underneath the platform and start, like, jumping upwards to, to make a bit of a mound, the piece of platform that the laser is on might start tilting at an angle, depending on how you've made this this sort of bump, which points the laser away so you can get past it, or things like that. Like, There's a lot of interesting uses for this mechanic, and probably about an hour and a half in, I am still being shown new interesting uses for the mechanic, so... It's an interesting little game. It's it's definitely worth a look. It's just, it's a little rough around the edges, is all I'll say. Yeah. It's, it's clearly a, a small team with an interesting idea that, that didn't necessarily have the big budget team behind it to make it as perfectly executed as they might have liked. Yeah, it's an interesting little game. I, I, it's worth like looking at trailers for. I'd I'd say. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and that's Semblance. Semblance, yes. Semblance. Uh, yeah, I'll have to give that a look. Yeah, it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting little one. Uh, I, I try to think if I played anything else. Uh, what, Jim, have you, you played were, anything else, Jim? You were replaying yeah, yeah. Mankind Divided, weren't you? I did. Yes, we talked about it last week. I said I, I've been tempted to check it out again, and uh, yeah, not long after we we did the podcast, I, I re-downloaded it, um, plays through it. I always forget. Um, or rather, I'm always stunned by how quickly I get through a game the second time round. Yeah. Um, Were you on, I was expected sorry, to take I, I the exact... That. Did you say you are on New Game Plus, or did you start over? Uh, New Game Plus. Yeah. Um, I went on New Game Plus, which, of course, trivialises so much of it. Uh, but once but you're at the that same powerful. time, kind of makes it extra fun as well, because you've already oh, done... Oh, yeah. Like, find, finding yeah, the did, new ways to do things way. is so much more fun on New Game Plus. Indeed. And... Um, it's making uh, a non-lethal run a lot easier because yeah. I thought I'd done it last time, but I, I I then remembered I got frustrated at one point and oh. I just pulled out a, <laughs> a fucking uh, submachine gun, um, machine pistol—that's what they call them, not submachine gun. Um, now I've just been breaking them down for crafting parts, um, doing a non-lethal, so I'm just breaking down most of the weapons except for a, the trank rifle, uh, which just allows me to craft more bio cells, which just allows me to uh, just th- walk invisibly from point A to point B. I, I skip the things that let you... I I'm, I build the things that let you skip the hacking. <laughs> right, right. Because that's I fine can, on your understand. first playthrough doing all that hacking, but it's a bit of a chore second run. I, I thought the multi-tools were too awesome to use mm. the first time around. So I had so many. Mm. And uh, I, I was hacking for most of the game, but last night I was like, you know what, I'm fucking sick of this. And uh, finally just started blazing through my multi-tools because there's so much. I forget how yeah. much there is to hack. You can build them Between the computers and the locks. As much as you want, like... Yeah, well, that's a good thing about the crafting thing, uh, especially once you get the org that lets you break down weapons for, for parts. Yeah. Um, you end up being able to craft pretty much what you want without too much fear of running out unless you really abuse it. Um, but yeah, some... yeah, I... Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, because when I was replaying it recently, one of the things I noticed was when you know your way around the levels, there's so many cool things you can do, like... Um, you know the the level where you have to go back to the uh, train station where the bombing was. If you know way, your way around that, you can get that mission done in literally about fifteen seconds by sneaking through a back vent and stuff. And I just think that's so cool when games let you do that. 
Oh yeah, I mean the environments for Deus Ex, uh, for Mankind Divided, and and the other ones, of course, have always mm. been really well designed. But yeah, this I, one impressive. in particular, like the city and the way it's all interconnected, and the mm-hmm. sewers underneath them, the way they connect. Oh yeah, to Prague the different is. Parts. Oh, it's incredible. Prague is a joy to explore. Yeah, and I I love the environmental details, like the the train station that's. A commercial, yes. uh, the entrance with the mouth with the big light-up pills going into it, yeah, yeah. Um, stuff like that, like just the gaudy, corporatized Blade Runner-esque feel of it. They captured it so mm. well. Um, I'm at the the time of the game now where the city's under martial law, so it's nighttime. Um, with the rain, the oh, atmosphere yeah, yeah, of it yeah. is just so good. I love that um, actually. How you get three different moods, and you get the daytime, then you get the typical Deus Ex kind of black and gold and then you get that red and blue final stage with all the rain yeah. and the cops and it's really hard to get around then very one cool. issue is i um because i was blazing through it so much i lost sense of how quickly those states can change if you blaze through yeah um and then realized oh there's a load of side missions that i remember doing that I haven't even touched. Yeah. Um, and the neon one, one of my favourites, the, the neon the side club. quest. Yeah. Um, I ended up skipping so much of it, mm-hmm. uh, including the nightclub, which I love. I broke into it later on um, by accident. I was like, I just punched a wall and I was like, oh yeah, this is the this is the nightclub. Um, that explains the nightclub sounds. Um, but yeah, the, I skipped all like the really cool mystery part and ended up that by the time I picked the quest up. I just had to go to the final area to shut the, the the whole operation down. So I was like, oh, oh, well, I missed all that. Um, it's but fun, it's, still, it's funny how fun. they. I, I love as well how they do that though. You can you can come across the missions in so many different ways. That is true. By yes. exploring yes. or talking to NPCs or just finding a a strange. Um, like with the neon one, wasn't it? You can find like a strange key card and you've no idea what it does and. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Like so I love the way some of these missions are introduced. Like the um, the one with the AI, mm-hmm. when just a, a billboard, a, a light up billboard that you walk past, just starts trying to call out to you, yeah. and you have to oh, so investigate cool, yeah. it to start. That's just such a clever thing. That is so. And, and yeah, the you're way right, that like, one works out is so awesome as well. It's a very good one. Um, um, and you're right about how like you can pick stuff up. At, multiple points because very much like a a truly populated world it's all there it's not just popping up as it needs to the the neon lab is there the nightclub is there um aside from some things that obviously spawn to generate missions yeah as per the the environment and the 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 time of day in Mm. prague um but there, there, so many elements of a mission are just baked into the world that you can stumble on an apartment that you might be required to go to for a, like as part of a quest line, but you can skip it by going there and just stumbling on it naturally. Really, in intricate design, and it does suck that they are apparently are shelving it. Um, it's just a real crying shame. It's like, why are all the the true, the truly well designed, enriched deep stuff just getting cast aside mm. well i know why money money dear boy it's a pity um, and i think it's a pity that game didn't sell well because it has so much stuff in it that gamers are always asking for i saw a yes. thing i saw someone talking on twitter recently about how um it's crazy that we now have games that literally let you traverse entire universes but we don't have a game where you can go into every room 
in a skyscraper. Yeah. I was like, well, it's not the same, but Mankind Divided has, I would imagine, 40 to 50 buildings in its hub and not no two of them are the same. They're, oh, yeah, they're I mean, all if you want different. To you, know. you want to compare it to these games set across universes, mm. like uh, obviously No Man's Sky you think of, um, but you know games like Destiny, mm. the Destiny series takes place across universes, mm. multiple planets, but you don't really feel like you're part of a giant yeah. universe, exactly. but Prague, when... way smaller, but so connected and with so much depth and so many buildings to enter and a whole sewage system underneath is so much bigger in terms of what you can do and the adventures you can have in it. And that makes, that's true scale, not just square footage. Scale is what can I do in this playpen? It's like when, when people talked about Skyrim with what, what I felt was a little bit of an unfair term in that they say it's as, what, as wide as an ocean and deep as a puddle. Well, um, Mankind Divided for me is the complete opposite to that. It's got this small world, but it's so focused and so full of stuff that you're just never gonna... Everywhere you turn, there's something yeah. interesting. It's so good. I will say I forgot quite how stiff and ungainly the character animations are, though. Those oh, yeah. uh, dialogue sequences can be rough. Yeah. Well, it's strange, actually, because some of them are really well done, and then others that are, I think in the actual conversation system because there are some cutscenes that are individually animated that have quite a, a, a nice look. Yeah. Actually, fun. Um, here's something fun I learned this week. Um, Adam Jensen himself, uh, Elias Tufexis, uses my uh, Deus Ex song to work out. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> he seems really, like, He's a nice on the lad. level. He's a very yeah. nice lad, yeah. Very cool dude. So yeah, uh, Deus Ex um, still holds up. I am. I, I. I gotta say, it tells you how far we've gone graphically just on consoles alone. Because yeah. I wouldn't say it's dated, but yeah. going back, it looked less impressive than I remembered it. And I think that's only because of some of the games that have come out recently, like in recent years, like God of War and stuff like that. Like I if you're just comparing it to console stuff. I've, I have to say, yeah, I would. When I was replaying God of War this week, I would like go away for a minute and come back to it. And it's only when you you move your gaze away and then focus back on it, you realize how incredible looking that game is in every single shot, and how yeah. Kratos like in that game in four K is just something else. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know what to add to that. Just yeah. yeah. It's fucking good looking, isn't it? Um man, yeah. I'm see this is I, I made actually, a video about this. Sorry, before, Jim, but... I keep I keep interrupting you today. It's just my thoughts are no, a bit good. a bit slow to arrive in my head today. I've been partying a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> speaking of worlds that aren't that big but fit an awful lot of cool shit to do, God of War. I mean that that lake area is amazing in god of war and the way it changes over time and opens up new avenues to do new things and reach places you thought you couldn't reach that's another really well constructed smaller open yeah, world if it, you could call it that it's making use of the space you've got not mm. just getting more space mm -hmm. and, and i think that's infinitely more valuable um i i, I guess people have just been you know We've been conditioned by media to think that bigger is better. So we just hear, this is a massive world, and we think, yippee! And I'm like, but, but is it? Is it massive, or is it? did you just make something yeah. big? 
That's like why massive when, to me it, is what can when Todd I do was like Fallout seventy six is however mm. many times bigger than Fallout four. I was like, is it gonna this, be though? Yeah, this is like, exactly. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that that was exactly the the thing I was gonna compare to was that like four times bigger than Fallout four. Yeah, but will there be more stuff to do in it? <laughs> yeah, like I I don't want. A lot of that square footage to go to me just well, wondering. Well, they they revealed this week that uh, apparently there isn't going to be an option to opt out of PvP in the game. So I, I'm kind of a little bit worried that this game just isn't going to be for me, even though it's in my favourite franchise. The whole thing's weird. Yeah. Like, I, I'm still suspending judgement. Like, I'm going to try it, obviously. Mm. Um, yeah, it's part of my, my job description yeah. to try it. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, truly need we, to withhold we, judgment because I just don't know what to make of it. I would imagine it's safe to say all three of us will be playing this game and wanting to love it, not not going in all cynical like uh, let's shit all over this. I I want to really oh, yeah, like yeah. this, but I'm I mean, not, I just for all my credit, if there's other people can attack me whenever they fucking want, I just I cannot <laughs> I cannot see. We how deal that with that on gonna, Twitter. Yeah, exactly. That's why I haven't been on Twitter in the last fucking month yeah. or Facebook. Twitter's you know? the worst <laughs> PvP game of them all. Yeah, Twitter is GTA of uh, <laughs> GTA Five Online <laughs> of social media. Um, but yeah, for all my criticisms of Bethesda, like I like a Bethesda sandbox. It's all mm. right. Um, I have great deals of fun with them. Like, for all the criticism you could level at Skyrim, when it first came out, I fucking adored it. Well, I still I'm love sick of Skyrim. it now because there's too much of it. Mm. <laughs> I've played it too many times and it's been out too many times. I'm sick of just hearing about See, it. See, I, um, I left it for a few years and then when the special edition remaster thing came out, that's when I dived mm-hmm. back in and it still felt yeah. fucking wonderful then. I got it on... Um, I did get it on Switch. I was very curious. Yeah. Um, Man, I want to play Skyrim. Runs, now. Well <laughs> I think I'm going to play Skyrim <laughs> after the podcast. Um, Sorry, very interrupted But, but like today. you said, like, like I want I want to like this Fallout 76. Yeah. I would like a... It would be fun to have a, a Bethesda time waster. Mm. Um, I don't mean that as an insult. You know, it's, it's a good time sink. Mm. Um, and, you know, when you're me... And you'll just do anything you want to not be in your own obnoxious, annoying company. Uh, time six are great. <laughs> great, good distractions from being, oh, fuck, I'm Jim Sterling. I've got to deal with that. People think it's bad enough for 10 minutes on a Monday. Imagine 24 hours of it. Oh, my God. To have the it all stupid... me, me, me brain. Got to get away from that. The just, weird um... ideas and the stupid voices that come unbidden out my mouth. <laughs> and the pervy thoughts. Oh, don't get me started. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I want to look forward to Fallout 76, but I'm still in this holding pattern of I don't think I'm going to feel anything until I play it. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't... Yeah. Sorry, Laura, you go ahead. I just don't feel like I, I understand enough about it to know whether I'm going to be able to get past the things that no. don't sound like my jam. Nobody does, and I feel like this is... I feel I like this is going to be a big problem, like a problem for them, because people don't understand what this game is. Still, you know, yeah. we don't know is it going to be a shit fest like GTA Five, where anyone can just blow you up at any time. You know, I, I I feel like they might have been better off just like adding it as a mode, like GTA Online did, or had a I, or I, have I, a specific area for it, like yeah, the way the like division something did. to test yeah. before they rolled out. 
I mean, a solo game like I, it. I, I know the division gets shit on it a lot, but I loved exploring New York in that game, and I loved that I could without getting hassled. And if I wanted to have a bit of hassle with other players, there was one specific area I knew to to go to. Otherwise, I was yeah. left alone. You know. I, um, uh, and you get something like Dark Souls, where it's part of a risk reward situation. Mm-hmm. Um, which just makes the idea of unbidden PvP interesting. Mm. The idea of invasions, I don't mind so much. If, Plus, you know, if there's an opt-out option, if you don't want to yeah, deal the, with that shit, like you could just pull the plug on the connection for Dark Souls. Yeah, or just you know, if if you get killed by an invader in Dark Souls, you lose your humanity, and then you're uh, you can't get invaded then, you know, until yeah. you get more. And at least there you get a bit of warning. Like, if you are like, oh, shit, like, I've got a lot of souls and I don't want to get ganked here, like, I'll often, like, backtrack to a, a near bonfire and be like, okay, I'll, I'll fight here so at least I'm not really penalised too bad if I die. And in, um, in Dark Souls, they can't fuck up your base that you spent hours building. <laughs> <laughs> that, to me, I, that that's that, if that's actually the case in Fallout 76, I can see that being one of the most annoying game mechanics in, in video game history. <laughs> If someone can just come along and destroy something you spent hours building, surely that won't. Surely that can't be the case. But that I don't. I I can't think it could be that dramatic. Well, mm. it if it is, it'll be amazing. I I initially thought there's no way they can do that, and then I was like, yeah, but the ability to do that didn't stop Minecraft being successful. Yeah. Like people, people will play an online game even knowing that their thing that they spent ages building could be destroyed. I guess it makes them feel like spiders making webs that people just brush off the wall. And they just do it again. We're all basically spiders, people who play video games. But with less legs. Hey, don't, don't assume my number of legs, Jim. <laughs> That's never happening, by the way. That was pretty much confirmed this week. They're never doing another New Vegas spin-off type thing. Uh, well, we, we we know their big games they're working on for the next like four years, yeah. so yeah, it ain't happening soon. I think it's a shame. Um, you know, I I think it's I a just, shame that we don't really. Uh... I don't understand Sorry? how. I don't even understand the business. Like that game is so loved, so revered, and why not make what's to lose? By making another, what's not to gain? Because because, because online services make infinity money. Plus, Fallout New Vegas, if you remember, was one point shy of what it should have gotten on Metacritic. Oh no! So let's never do that again. I don't know why they allowed them to uh, not pay the full amount of money to the developer. So Mm. I don't know why they'd not go for it again. That was such a shitty situation. Holy! I think any like they're not the only publisher to do it. I think any publisher that, like, I, in a way, at the foundation, like, the intent of it, I kind of respect in that they want to ensure a level of quality for the game. But to judge it by Metacritic, my God, you might as well judge it by Steam reviews. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a ludicrous metric. Yeah. You can't objectively quantify it and then financially... Uh, pay out for quality especially as you say like, like people I underst- love that game I, it was a better quality than fucking f- anything Bethesda does in house I'd even on a completely cynical um, 
level understand if the they got an extra bonus for selling a certain amount of copies do you know but metacritic yeah. score is just so weird thing it's such a weird thing to judge it on yeah mm-hmm. and call me a cynic but i'm like if you're offering that sort of bonus like is that did you rob peter to pay paul is is this all obfuscation mm-hmm. Because they seem um, pretty cut up about not getting that bonus, so something tells me it, it felt like it was more do than than it was something like that. Mm. I don't know. New, I think the whole concept is sh- shady. And new, like New Vegas sold really well. It wasn't a failure by any means. It got a couple no. of sketchy reviews because it was very buggy, but I mean, it did well. And All I, I, know I, is... I would imagine in the years since, because of word of mouth and how everyone always says it's the best of the modern Fallout games, which it's not my favourite one, but objectively it's probably the best one mm. story-wise. Um, I don't know. I just don't get the logic of not doing another one. <laughs> like, I get, I've I can't get my head around a, it. You know? I've been wanting to, to replay a Fallout game recently. And I, I could tell you New Vegas is the front runner. It sure as shit ain't Fallout 4, which I did think was a great game, but I don't need to play through it again. I have and to say New Vegas... Fallout Ve- New Vegas, I've got plenty of time for... New Vegas is tough to go back to after four solely mechanically, but once you can get over that, you you'll be fine. Jim and Gab four made so many mechanical improvements. Sorry, I, Laura. Nah, nah, it's fine. I I have a I have a query for you before we finish up today. Oh yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up one of these these terrible looking Switch oh, games no. just so I can talk about it next oh, week yeah. because I'm mildly <laughs> curious. So I need your help, both of you. Okay. I'm gonna describe to you the three of these terrible games, and I need Na- to know name which them, of name <laughs> them as well, and I'll Google them when you're. Uh... Okay, okay. So they they all seem to be called Electric Love something or other, but um the three the three choices of. Girls that I can go for entirely in Japanese, so I'll understand none of what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, there's Emma Sakura, a cosplayer, birthday 9th of November, blood type B, her hobbies are illustrations and karaoke, and costume you like, forever cute. Uh, mm. We have option number two. Uh, let me find option number two. Uh, Moe Yamauchi, May the 3rd, likes games, cooking, and nap. And her favourite animal is a chinchilla. <laughs> uh, or we have the one that we read earlier. Uh, where are they? Um, fetish model known as Eri. Uh, blood type O. Hobby survival game shooting. And fighter horn blowing. I mean... I mean, fetish, fetish model, model is kind of... And fighter horn blowing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I I mean that those are the two qualities I always look for in a woman. Okay, ne- next week I will report back to you both on fetish model blood type O hobby survival game shooting fighter horn blowing. And I will let you know awesome. how that date goes. I'm I'm really looking forward to all the juicy details of that hot date. I will try um, and explain to you as best I can work out what the fuck goes on in that date we, that I will not understand a word of. We wish you much luck on your date, Laura. Oh, thank yes, you. I hope you get a pounding romantic skill a up. Pounding romantic skill up, electric love. Electric love. So while people wait to hear the sordid details of your Switch-based tryst, uh, how can they see some of your work on the old internet? Uh, you can find me internet on. You can find me internet. You can find me. 
you can find me work on the internet. Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter. Laura K Buzz on YouTube. Laura K Buzz on Twitch. I've been doing a bunch of Twitch streaming recently and uploading the VODs to YouTube. So if you want to chill out with me for an hour while I play Fortnite, uh, tune in at 1pm UK. Uh, I, t I tend to do streams around then. Other than that, if you're at Amacon in Warwick this weekend, I'll be there. So come say hi. I'll be pretty drunk, probably. So <laughs> that, that'll that be fun. What, what about Gav? Where, where are you at, Gav? Gav, Ireland's most engaged musician. Yes. You can find me uh, on YouTube under Miracle of Sound, uh, where I have a live-action music video that's doing nicely at the moment, Ooh. all about rock music, and it's apparent decline and that question of whether it is or is not declining and you can find me on twitter although i'm not on it that much these days at miracle of sound you can find me on patreon where you can help me pay my bills and that is also a great place to do the whole social media thing now because my tier two patrons have an exclusive discord server which has become the new social media place that i prefer nice. to spend my time when i'm on social media so there you go Excellent. Um, all that remains to be said from me is thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Um, as usual, uh, I'll put out a little blast for people who are in or around or can get to Jackson this weekend, uh, another Stardust appearance. I don't know if it's a match. It might be. I don't know. Um, because this is indie wrestling and I'll know on the night probably. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Either way, I'll be there. Um, I've got a new... It's it's the same design, but I needed a new uh, spandex outfit, so I got um, that redone because I was told it was machine safe, and it turns out that uh, particular shade of purple is not machine safe. So a lot of it ended up pink, uh, but uh, just, I've I, had to wear that the past couple shows. But the lighting hides most of it. I just cannot stress just how much you need to watch Glow. Hearing you talk about all of this stuff is like. This you, is, what, know, this yeah. is what, exactly realize, what yeah. that show is about. It's about like people who would have considered themselves never could have done it in a million years becoming wrestlers, and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to watch it, get some uh, inspiration. About challenging um, yourself, you know, and overcoming obstacles and being extremely crude and vulgar and filthy along the way. It's fantastic. That, <laughs> that does sound like my speed setting. Yeah. Um, but until then... Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.